If you're listening on podcasts, be sure to tune in to our YouTube channel on YouTube at Wild and Weird WV. Welcome to Wild and Weird Radio, a Wild and Weird West Virginia podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome back to Wild and Weird Radio. Uh, Thank you again for joining us. Um, This is a very special episode because... Oh, does Joe get kidnapped by a bunch of armed thugs? One can only hope. No? If that, they don't bring me back. My kids drag me off into the woods and abandon me. Um but uh we're we're covering actually a uh a video that we uh just released over on our youtube you guys can go check that out um we were interviewing a very good friend of ours and you can see all that but we're going to be providing some commentary on some of the other stuff that took place that may or may not be featured in the video Hmm. and uh also this is our episode pre woodbooger so if you're listening to this episode right now and it is friday may the 19th You've got one day. You can make it out to Woodbooger, come out and hang out with the Wild and Weird crew and all of the folks over at John Slack Park in Racing, West Virginia. It's going to be an absolute blast. Um, and then there was uh, a- another tidbit. You guys have, have just supported us and sent us to the moon. And we've told you that that was going to be rewarded. And um, that is going to be coming up soon. Okay. So uh, I think, Ron, we have officially entered into phase two of 2023. Is that correct? Yeah, phase two is well underway and phase three is now uh, in the planning stages. So, yeah, yeah it uh, it looks good. Looks really, really good. And a huge thank you to everybody who absolutely helped us to achieve our goal. Uh you know, like like Joe said, it was a big step for us. Uh, the well, fourth, tell what the goal is. we hit we hit our four thousand hour uh, mark. We hit our four thousand hour mark on YouTube. We're now monetized. We can now do all kinds of fun little things. Yeah. And we can even have a little exclusive club if we want to. But we're not going to do that. But um, you know, maybe one day in the future, who knows? If people you know really uh, enjoy some of our content and, and whatnot, sure, I could see that happening. But right now, we're not doing that. Right now, we're giving everybody everything that we've always done. And it's always going to be what it is. Um, good quality entertainment. And um, what's the other thing? Uh, fun. Yeah. I have an idea for the reward. What's what's the reward, Brandon? That video of Joe Spiderwalking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Well, you know what? Um, that would require an, another part of the phase, I'm, I'm afraid, if, if we did that. Maybe we'll do that on our live. And if people want to super chat, uh, you know, and uh, send us like, you know, five, ten bucks, uh, we might actually do that. Get me spider walking through the woods. That, could do that, that. That is just pure terror. I know. I could do that, though. I, mean, I think <laughs> that would be, that'd be great, right, guys? No. But, but realistically, what this does mean for <laughs> you guys is that the content's actually going to be able to get better um, because we are, we're now going to be able to not have to dip into our funds to continue to keep this stuff free for everybody. Um, And the support that you guys do give us month to month, whether you're buying something or you make a donation of some sort, like many have passed, that goes towards new equipment. It goes towards being able to actually go out and, you know, throw some gas in the truck and get us out in the woods somewhere and and create and generate more content yeah like when our cameras decide to commit suicide it happens yeah the the thing is when you have a lot of equipment you know uh you can expect a lot of equipment failures and you know some of those things have to be replaced you know like and and just here for example here recently before this took place we've had two cameras go down on the show here and we've had to replace those cameras i blame ghosts on that (laughs) was it like a month (laughs) apart that they happened it's ghosts man yeah 
It's ghosts. But, um, but you know, now, now with thanks to your all support and everything that you've done to help us and the shares, the likes and the subscribes, um, it, it's really pushed us over the top here. And it, it's, well, we can probably afford a cup of coffee is what he's saying. We, yeah, we can actually buy some coffee when we're on the road now. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> Brandon, uh, do we have news tonight? Is Do we have anything you can think of? I mean, it happened this week. I don't know. I mean, we'll do what everybody else does when it comes to the news. Well, well uh, there was something that happened that I thought was interesting. Brandon Fugle tweeted out that Skinwalker Ranch is getting a spinoff series. Oh, yeah. boy. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. The yeah. whole full-blown series by itself. It's not going to be like a one-shot thing. It's going to be called Beyond the Ranch. They have well, said exactly where they're going. Everywhere. They're going everywhere. That's where they're yeah. going. Because it's the same thing we've already seen. This stuff isn't localized to one single place. I imagine yeah. somewhere in this state they'll wind up. I don't know. Maybe for for a little bit of a you know shock value or something. I'm but I can guarantee you that I know a certain ridge up north that they'll probably land upon. Probably. Oh. And for sure, for sure. But we've said this. I mean we've caught stuff in multiple locations now that seems to be the same kind of thing. Whether it is, I don't know. I mean, that's for anyone's to guess, to guess. But then again, I'm not a multimillionaire, and I do not have the resources that Brandon Fugel has. Um, yeah. Remember, we did just hit the the big oh, red YouTube oh, signal. Oh gosh, so, yeah. How did I completely forgot? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Better that's start manifesting. The video of Joe Spider walking <clears throat> chaps is going to blow us to the no man. It, I mean, it, I bet it would. I bet it would. You know, I'm (laughs) thinking you guys might need a new host. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Um, there's two bits bits of news that I did find interesting myself. Oh, what Um, was that? What was that? The Royal X-Files are possibly getting ready to get dropped into the public's lap. Oh, yeah. That that means the uh, all the UFO UAP stuff from the U.K., um, Nick Pope has been begging for it to get released, and there's a good chance that uh, it might get dropped soon. Really? Yeah, that's what it I seems like. If he and still if, has some strings he can pull, where he used to be pretty high up in the recovery. Yeah, I mean he was he was the top dog in that whole chain of command there for a while, and it it, it would be amazing to see what they could reveal because mm-hmm. it could correlate with some of the stuff that the U.S. has been finding. And it would be public knowledge. It wouldn't just be all behind closed doors the way things are currently being done for us. Well, you know, we're special. But uh, we didn't we see that uh, NASA supposed to do some press briefing or something, Brandon? And isn't that coming up? So, I mean, by press briefing, I mean kind of like what they did before where they get all excited about nothing. I almost forgot about that. I think that's tomorrow. Isn't it? Like, I, I think it is tomorrow, but I'm yeah. I'm expecting it to be kind of like the last one. You know, they they insinuated that they had found life on another planet, but it was like bacterial, right? That's the way it started. Was that what they said last time? Yeah, they found uh, fossilized bacteria. It wasn't even like yeah, that's it. And then they argued about if that was real or not. By the way, yeah, they they debated whether or not it was even real. So, it, I'm not getting too excited. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But. No, no, I'm, I'm definitely not getting excited. I think that, uh, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, there's this move that seems to be taking place where we said it. One side seems to release something, another side comes out and says, oh, no, it's all just swamp gas and baloney. And then, uh, you know, uh, tries to explain it away with current technology. We saw that back during 2017 when the uh, Tic Tacs came out. All of a sudden, here's this, you know, oh, look, we have patents for this warp vehicle and blah, blah. No, we don't. We really, we have patents for it. That doesn't mean we know how to build it. Like, because the patent that was, if you paid attention to the patent, it was a theoretical patent. 
Yeah. I mean, it I can theoretically patent a device that lets me uh, turn the sun into negative energy. It doesn't mean I know how to do it, but right. that means if you build one, I can sue you. That's what yep. it means. That's exactly so, what it means. It and that's all it means. Idea. Yeah. That's literally oh, it's all it's on the 31st, means. by the way. What's oh, it that? is the 31st? Yeah, oh, the thing. Is that when they're going to do it? Two weeks out. Oh, boy. Um, I have well, a feeling. Well, you know, if that falls on the right day, uh, we could probably run a run something live on it. There's um, probably not going to be a much point to do that. I know, probably, it's, um, but yeah. it'll be funny. We could, it we could be funny. pull a um, uh, Mystery Science Theater. Oh, man. Wild and Weird Edition. I don't know. Speaking of Mystery Science Theater, DARPA unveiled the X-65 yep. mega crazy space plane thing from another dimension, didn't Yeah, they? that thing's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. So basically, it, it's a uh, technology uh, platform that allows this vehicle to maneuver by controlling the airflow around it somehow. That's what it does. Um, for better or worse, I don't know. What Maybe that it means. has a micro harp device on it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it has like a. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Maybe like Dyson got involved with them or something. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. It's like it all the hair dryers or that. Uh, Especially the way the, the wing system is made like a foil yeah. system and not a uh, yeah. traditional wing. It's weird. Um, but again, are we talking about, you know, something that's spectacularly amazing? Or are we talking about something that's just happened to come out right now? Conveniently. Yeah. To try to explain away some things that are that reminds me of when Russia kind of out that prototype that they made all of a sudden happened over a couple of years. Wow, they never actually mass produced, yeah. Right wow. after the government started releasing all these videos, got dude, released. it's almost like the Avro car, you know, back in the day. Yep, now, uh, one last thing here in the news. <laughs> The we had spoke about it on the live. Uh, Doug Hijicks, Legend Meets Science Two, actually got fully funded earlier today, so it yeah. met its eighty thousand uh, dollar mark. Um, the majority of that money is actually going to be going towards DNA testing and uh, other kind of very sensitive um, testing regimens that they're going to be running on different specimens. And uh, but it, it got greenlit. Everything's a go. They they met their minimum funding, and um, they're going to be able to go forward making Legend of Meat Science Two, the documentary, and the companion book, like they did the first one. Wow, and, really? Yeah, it's it's really exciting um, because Legend Meat Science One was was hmm. one of the paramount documentaries on the topic of Bigfoot because there was a lot of information that was uh, dumped out right that's when we found out the depth of some of the involvement in these universities were with their labs and how which schools were actually taking an interest in it and and maybe not necessarily took it as seriously as some of the other researchers did but were at least putting forth an effort to uh, identify some of these samples and a lot of it came back as unknowns and they're they're going to be running some more sample tests. Um, they're going to be traveling all over North America and filming with various researchers. Uh, really cool. It's going to be really cool to see it all come together. That's really cool. Um, in actual late breaking news, this literally just came across the desk, honestly, right at the bottom of my screen. It said breaking news. 11 hours ago, former Air Force captain describes UFO encounter at nuclear missile base. Uh, Apparently, yes, apparently former United States Air Force captain and nuclear missile crew commander, we know who this is, Robert Salas, uh, who served at Malstrom Air Force Base. Uh, he is uh, now in a National Geographic UK series, uh, the UFO investigating the unknown. This It's this week. Uh, and uh, he is telling his story once again about. Mm hmm. Yep. So more and more of this is, you know, it's all starting to come out now. Uh, we're getting to see this in higher end places like National Geographic, for example. So far, um, I think that's actually one of the highest profile yeah. networks that's ran this. Yeah. Because you, you know what this means, <clears throat> right? National Geographic's running it. It's going to wind up on Disney Plus. 
Yeah, so we'll get to see this eventually and, yeah. uh, you know, figure out what it's all about. But it does look promising. Uh, I will say that because, uh, you know, I mean, they don't typically touch things unless there's a reason. You know what I mean? Well, you know, part of it, too, I think, has to do with the fact that Disney kind of owns National Geographic. now. Well, yeah. And Walt, yeah. Walt actually had a fascination with yeah. future technology and UFOs oh, yeah. and things I mean, like look, that. Look at so Epcot Center. Cool. You know, there, there's some of this. This yeah. is going right along with Walt's plan uh, to a degree, I guess you could say, because if you look at Epcot and some of the stuff that was there is all future driven and yeah. high tech craziness and UFOs and spaceships. And yeah, um, it's so true. Yeah. It's really cool mm. that National Geographic's now taking a hold of this because they're a very reputable source you know you got national geographic magazine how many times have you held a national geographic magazine and seen the picture on the front and it's just this world-class photo and i remember the uh the first time that i remember them really delving into the ufo topic in recent years was the uh images from green bank that i sent ron that they had tacked on the front of their magazine that said uh the search for life out there are we alone? That was the main cover. And so seeing that there and now here, what are it's, we? It's, doing? we are not alone. That was, yeah, the, we are not alone. Cover. Yeah. They changed and, it too. So, and here we are four years later. Yeah. And now they're coming out with, uh, uh, this UK UFO documentary. Uh, yeah. docu series. <clears throat> I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be done right. I mean, I wonder if, um, if our buddy, has anything to do with it over there? I have no idea um, what's going on or, or who's doing it, but uh, you know, someone is uh, trying to push some stuff forward, aren't they? Yeah. And in uh, less uh, promising news, apparently China has built a hypersonic generator that can power an unimaginable weapon. The only reason I bring this up to any of our attention is the fact that it states that it is a, a power source or could be a power source for powerful military lasers, rail guns, and surprise, 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 as Gomer used to say, microwave weapons. Well, golly, look at that. But uh, microwave weapons, boys and girls. You know, those things that create, oh, I don't know, 1.6 gigahertz of energy sometimes and uh, headaches and brains exploding and Havana syndrome. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's fantastic. So we'll stay on top of this. Uh, That is late breaking literally four hours ago. So, you know, if, if this were live, it would make sense to you. But by the time you hear this, I'm sure it'll be over everything. And if it's not, then oh, yeah, it was you ever, But remember. Yeah. We covered it first. Well, if you don't see it, that means it was really important. By the time that people listen to it. Or if you don't it. see it, where none of us are here. <laughs> Guess it worked. Huh. <laughs> we got railgunned into oblivion. Well, that's the news and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that was fun. So, uh, as you, (laughs) what is it? I said it was a super cheery way to end the news. I know, right? I'm not going to do one of those little happy stories. Oh, and here we have a nice puppy. No, the puppy got sent to Mars. There's no air on Mars. Oh, man. Well, good night, folks. But anyway, uh, so, yeah. We did a thing there, didn't we? We had uh, we we talked about this a little bit. We went out. We got to film a little bit with our friend. Uh, he wanted us to come out and do a little documentary. We did it and uh, cut the documentary into a nice little video for us, about twenty or so minutes long. Popped it up on the YouTube, and apparently, people like it. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's only um, for twenty four hours. Yeah, as of yeah. right now. Yeah, and it's doing very, very well. Um, you can go over and watch that um, because it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good. But what we're going to be talking about is some of the weird things that happened while we were doing that. And it's kind of strange because all this stuff just seems to be happening all at once, right? Because you know uh, we've got that going on. We've got uh, you know we've got um, let me see. I've got some video here for us. Let me pull this up. Joseph, you want to? Talk a little bit about um, some of the things that may have been, you know, 
interesting to you while, uh, uh, yeah. while we were out there? You know, go ahead and hit that while I'm looking for some video. So while we were uh, we were getting set up, we met out in the um, right out in front of Salt Fork Lodge because uh, we did this during OBC uh, the night before Ohio Bigfoot, and the following evening we we had recorded a little bit with Lynn, and um, but we were we were heading out to the site where he had actually had his first sighting, and we were documenting it. We had this absolutely gorgeous moon, and uh, the moon that mm. evening was actually just coming up over the horizon and as it was coming over the over the horizon it had started to uh explode it, well it had actually just came out oh. of an eclipse no it didn't explode i'm sorry yeah, I was it reading. didn't explode no. um it had just came out of a full eclipse that was not visible in north america so it still <clears> had <throat> that eerie orange tinge to it even though we had this man that orange tinge had nothing to do with that eclipse it had everything to do with the fact that it was rising over salt fork one of the spookiest places <laughs> it really is that you could ever imagine like literally eerie to stand there and see this thing coming up over the horizon I'm like oh look it's, it's it's like a blood moon that's that's perfect yeah yeah it, and then we were standing on the edge of the water so we were getting the moon coming up between two mountains and then smacking off the water and it created this long straight it was gorgeous to actually yeah. be able to stand there and witness cool. this event. um and we were recording the whole time and uh it was it was really wild you know because it, it was almost surreal wasn't it yeah it was really cool it was uh very neat we you know uh because we did get to get to go to, to uh, several of the spots there where he had seen his you know had his sightings and apparently had a lot of sightings there in your house cave yeah and, uh, you know, uh, there was someone had died there recently. We've talked about that before. Yeah, Again, it's very important to understand. No one has said anything on the video. There's been no comments whatsoever about, the, you know, questions, whatnot. Please feel free. Ask questions. Yeah. We don't really have many answers. And what we do have, we'll tell you. But, um, you know, we, we don't really know what was going on out there. We don't know why these things happened. Um well, we do know that there was some weird stuff that happened. There was some battery drainage. There was a weird flash that we had seen. There was a strange little orby looking thing caught on thermal. And of course, there were UAPs. Again, it seems like those things follow us wherever we go at this point. I do believe that whoever, whatever we do next, people are just going to want to come just because at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, it, it's really it's weird. It's weird. Um, it's it, too it, weird for me. It just goes to show that this, how far reaching the phenomena is. Um, and not necessarily Bigfoot phenomena, but the UFO, UAP phenomena. Um, these are what we are capturing in the sky. They're not balls of light. We're not seeing spheres of light. We're not seeing orbs. They're invisible to the naked eye. Yeah. But yeah. we're detecting heat signatures that are spheres. There's no flapping movement. We actually even got to document uh, bats and some nocturnal birds that night. And you can clearly see the difference between one and the other because we, we did that on purpose. And um, yeah. it it turned into this just wild evening. Mm -hmm. because it started with the UAP thing. I saw a weird flash. Nobody else mm. had a flash. No, there was no... There was no flash. And uh, then we looked up. Sure enough, we're capturing these UAP, UFOs up in the sky. We, we don't know what they are. They're the same shape as what we've captured before. They're moving in the same kind of manner. They're moving at extremely high rates of speed. Now, what's very interesting about this, this uh, clip that you're seeing i'm playing a clip right now if you're not if you're listening on podcast you might want to go over and actually watch it i'm going to be playing some clips here from uh, the actual files that we have that you know i put the, the the video together with but these are our actual files and as you watch this this is horizon you, to horizon right i want you to watch how it fades in gets brighter and then you're going to see it it'll just uh kind of fade out there Notice that? See that? Yep. So what's really impressive to me about this 
is it the fact that, you know, well, there's a UAP. It's the fact that it looks so much like the original one that we caught at Wild and Weird Con. Now, they've all looked this like the one we captured there, you know? But wait, wait. I went a little step further. I actually put these things side by side so we can see the difference in them. And you are not going to believe what I found. So watch this. Here we see the salt fork footage. And here we see the Logan footage. Watch what happens. This is a horizon to horizon. Whatever that is, it's in the atmosphere. It's up there. You can see it, right? I mean, that's what we're seeing right here. Correct me if I'm wrong. They happen to be moving in the same direction. Uh, like, no, no. These were absolutely. These are. This is the real time direction of these objects. Yep. One's moving uh, literally in the opposite direction of the other. But oh. what is more impressive is that you can see that fade out as they near the horizon. Yeah. Birds don't do that. Nope. That is not a bird. That is that is what I'm getting at. So well, we, we captured birds. You can actually see the oscillation of the wings. Yeah. And and you can see the the heat signature in what's mm-hmm. technically the armpit of the bird, which is where its feathers are the thinnest. You can actually Well, you can definitely see the wings moving. We caught the yeah. bat that was out there. We've caught birds before. Those are all over on the website. On yeah, our well. Yeah, on our actual uh yes, the pics are over there. We've got the whole thing. But on top of that, I've also written up this report. It'll be over there now. You can go read the full report of everything that happened. Uh, and for those who don't want to do that, that's fine. We'll just talk about it here and bore you if you're not interested in it. <laughs> but if you're interested in it and find this stuff fascinating, and as I do, you're going to see that there's definitely some sort of pattern here, right? Yeah. Or at least there and, seems to be, right? And uh, it it's just really bizarre. This is a zoomed-in view of it. Notice there's no oscillation in the wings. No oscillation where whatsoever. Where wings would be. This is just a, a sphere that took seven seconds to go horizon to horizon. Oh, that's real time. That's yeah. real time. So I know that some of us like, you know, we're saying, oh, well, that's just a satellite. Satellites don't move this fast. That's not a satellite. Uh, we also had, you know, the astronomy uh, guy there. He's, yeah, the... the yeah. Um, Mike, he was, Mike. he said the same thing. I know what's up there. That shouldn't be up there. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take his word for it. You know, that shouldn't be up there. He, he was the president of the Astronomy Society. <clears throat> He's a member of it. Now we can uh, actually slow it down and see if we see any flapping too. Again, no it's flapping. That is a static object with a thermal heat signal source. That is just moving, and, and it is booking. This is at 50% speed, and you can see it going from horizon to horizon. Look at that. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of that video that came out of Argentina, that person flying a plane, and that object zoomed past them. This reminds me of that, but just roundly. Oh, you mean the speed? Same type of oh, how fast it is? Yeah. yeah. Now, the, when you really go in uh in particular with the logan footage because the atmospherics were so much cleaner there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um when we zoomed in so far on on the object that was there in logan you could actually see a almost a ring around the object that was cold because it was it showed up in black and this was uh these were both being used in white hot mode and so when something shows up black, then that's cold. When something shows up white, it's hot. And the object itself had heat, but there seemed to be a black ring around it. And that was very reminiscent of the Nimitz footage. Yeah. When you zoomed in and looked at that object, there was a ring around that object that was a vastly different temperature than what the core of the object was, which is unusual. Whoa. Did you see that? You saw it? You saw it, right? Well, in the thermal, it wasn't a flash. One of them. That was uh, when you saw the flash. And yeah. we're, we're now watching this through. Whoa. Did you see that? 
You saw it? You saw it, right? Well, in the thermal, it wasn't a flash. One of them. No flash, visible. Nope. And uh, it was. there's no flash on the I, uh, IR, or the full spectrum. And when you said that, you know, that's when I saw the, the little guy that we had been watching here, this, this little guy. Boom, right there. That's literally when you said, you know, what was that? I think this just proves that people need to People don't look up. And I think that's one of our biggest issues. I mean, but what's really weird is um, we had did that. And then, uh, you know, Glenn had said something about, you know, or there, he was telling us about the lights where they had seen orbs years ago yeah. across the lake. And he's like, oh, there was lights over there. As soon as he says lights, it's no more than like two seconds, maybe two and a half that, uh, you know, I'm scanning and boom, there it is again. It just like it pops out of nowhere and there's another one overhead. It's these things were plentiful. Let's put it that way. Whatever they were, they were plentiful. And um, yeah. We, um, mm. shortly after that, there was a creek uh, that had a bridge across it and all that. And it was uh, up the trail. Maybe mm -mm. No, 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 no. We had the battery drain before that. Well, yeah, the battery drained at the same time. That Which was impressive. Place. I guess when we noticed the battery drain. And that was our cameras were both at the same level. They were dude, both to the same point. This is a, it's something that you didn't know also, because again, I, I just went over this uh, while I was writing the report. How long do you think that uh, the full spectrum was actually running? Uh, I'd say probably about 45 minutes to an hour. That's what I thought. We're wrong. How long was it? 27 minutes. Really? Mm. 27 minutes. Uh, and then finally toward the end, it may have been 30 at tops. But uh, remember now, because I would turn, you know, I would yeah. only record when we needed to record. and But it was on. But still, that thing's supposed to run for almost two and a half hours just on its internal battery alone. Right. There was no reason. It's 100% charged and our insta 360 is supposed to run for up to four hours and it it was at a quarter charge we're experiencing some uh equipment drainage this was just charged i just charged this like oh that's fully this was fully charged it's almost at a quarter battery but this was up here. check the uh, uh geiger counter over there uh see where we're sitting What are you running at? 26. Okay, well, nothing nothing spectacular there. Yeah, I'll see that. And I charged it. So you just charged this, right? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. We saw battery drainage. Uh, there was no radiation. There was no ionizing radiation or, or, or <clears throat> non-ionizing radiation. I want to make that clear uh, because we have picked those things up in the past before. Yeah, we have. Now, to be fair, I did not have the spectrum analyzer running with us there. Um, again, we weren't really going on an investigation. This was just, I took a few little things with us, you know, just in case we needed them or we wanted to show them off at the table or something like that, you know, at the show. But I don't know, man. I don't know I what you happened. you guys are finding more and more evidence that you guys actually did go through time on, but you just didn't happen to check the time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I couldn't, I think that the time is there. Uh, I did check that as far as, you know, the machines. So recording wise, it checks. We were where we should be at the right amount of time that we should be. So I don't see anything like that. Well, what happened later on? I couldn't tell you, but uh, now Joe, you were mentioning <laughs> the other part where you went up the trail. Yeah. Um. So. There, there's a few things at play here. There had been a fatality on that trail um, over one of the overhangs there. There was uh, Bigfoot history there. There was a lot of Native American history there. And Salt Fork as a whole has more weird paranormal history than Bigfoot activity when you really start looking at it all. So we... Um, we've got this thing that we do and it's not hokey. It's not 
it's not us trying to be trendy or whatever. Um, but we'll normally take tobacco offering as a uh, just as paying respect to our ancestors and paying respect to to what's there on the land. Um, because back in in First Nations time, like when they were the people here running the show, tobacco was a sacred. Tobacco still is sacred. Well, yeah, it is still sacred, but it, it was one of the things that they carried in their medicine bags. They would leave it as offerings, things of that nature. So, um, and on top of that, you know, Wayne Barnes, uh, the original third party here for Wild and Weird Radio, he had given me this big bundle of tobacco uh, shortly before he passed. And that's the tobacco that we use, you know. Uh, when we go out and do this stuff and Glenn and Wayne is how we all really got together. Yep. And, and how we got to know Glenn was through Wayne. And so it was all just this kind of, it's a special moment, you know, and there was the Creek and everything up there. So I went up, uh, I got, I got up over the Creek and, uh, sprinkled some tobacco up there on the ground. And, uh, as, as just a, peace offering and in respect and as i was walking back out of there ron starts saying hey 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 hey, hold up <laughs> yeah yeah because we got uh oh yeah i'm There's something right here, guys. And it's moving. It's literally right in front of us. Well, it's, <laughs> it's interesting to me because we've got a shadow. He saw a shadow. Yeah, Glenn saw a shadow. Glenn saw a shadow. Now, I didn't see a shadow. None of us saw a shadow. He saw a shadow. As you were walking back, that's exactly what he says. You know, you were coming back down the trail. He saw a shadow. So when I pointed in that area thinking, you know, hey, maybe I'll see a gold spot, whatever. Nope. I see this little dot, that little, yep. that little orb thing up there. So, you know, what, um, what it was, I couldn't tell you, but here is the, uh, a little bit longer look at that orb. I've zoomed in. The orb is that blinking speck that's in the shrubbery there. Come back in just a second. Mm -hmm. There it is. Right in the middle. That pulse is pretty bright there for a second. That was you getting ready to go up and chase it. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what it was. I know you went up on the trail looking for it. You thought you were talking to a possum. Yeah. Yeah. So fun story here. I'm actually probably 10, 15 yards away from wherever this thing was. And I thought that where I was looking at on the screen, because I was looking on uh, Ron's telephone screen, not looking through the thermal imager. And I assumed the way the way he was holding everything, it was like this. And I, for whatever reason, my brain said, oh, it's straight ahead. So I'm just going to go straight ahead. And he had the thermal imager kicked off to the angle there and was just viewing through his phone. And um, so I went up towards where I thought the uh, the light was, the, the heat signature. When I get right up on top of it, there I hear like a little rustling, like something, I spooked something little rustling in the leaves right there beside me. So I stopped and I looked and I saw a little furry thing. You know, it, it looked, I thought it was either a baby. Raccoon what did or it look like? Do you remember exactly what it looked like? Yeah, it was about the size of a baseball. Um, and it was furry, had like a gray white fur, which is why I thought either possum or raccoon. And it was a baby. I thought it was a baby because that's not uncommon for like a kit to get kicked off and and lost and wander away from its mom um and normally they fall victim to predators and you know being completely honest if it was a possum i was probably going up sticking it in my pocket <laughs> and bringing it home <sighs> and uh because possums are awesome what could go wrong 
right? What could go wrong there? Because little possums are cute, you know. They're they're oh, they'll man. they get gnarly and scary looking, but they're they're sweet little critters. So I was well, give him a helping hand, and um, so I knelt down and I was just kind of rubbing my fingers. You know, like when you got a cat and you're like trying to make it think you got something. You were right. whistling. We heard you on the ta- on the on yeah. the video. You can hear you up there whistling. Yep, I'm making noises to it, trying to get its attention to come to me, and uh, then like. I, it stops and it's it's I, based off what I was seeing and what I've had experience with in the past. This thing was getting ready to start moving towards me. And then Ron yells, where'd it go? No, I said, what or are you something. seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Because you yeah, yeah, you're like, there's this pause and then you're like, it's possum. And I'm like, it's possum. What? Yeah. So then when I, I turn and look his way and turn back, I hear the shh in in the leaves and then it's completely gone my nowhere can't see it with my flashlight can't see it anywhere it's not showing up on a heat signature anywhere it was just really really freaking weird it was weird it was you know, kind of reminds me uh japanese <clears throat> mythology there are these little fuzzy balls of spirits um they look like dust but they word translates to they're called orbs they're called orbs i've seen lots of photos of them no, I'm watch sorry. any of Hal Miyazaki's movies. They're like in a lot of different black fuzzball things. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a tribble that floats. Yeah. yeah, those um I know what you're talking about though in those anime films. I've, I've seen some of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, it was it was real weird. And I don't know what to make mm-hmm. of it because it just moved. It sounded, you know, there was no more noise going through the leaf litter and everything was super dry. So it moving through the leaves, I'd have been able to hear wherever it was going. Well, there was just a real quick shuffle in the leaves. Yeah. It wasn't under the leaves because mm-hmm. I turned the leaves over. <laughs> and um, it, was, it was really weird. Well, you guys both went up there and then, of course, yeah, the battery came up down. behind me. And then we started trying to go out mm-hmm. to where the thermal mm-hmm. actually was marking at. And then it was dead. Everything just goes dead, and that's like, well, time to go. So, uh, so we did. I mean, which we were leaving anyway when we hit that term, the thermal, the little yeah. orb thing. We were, we were on the yeah, way we're, out. We we're cutting everything out because our batteries were dying. Up, getting ready to call it. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, our batteries were dying. So the last bit of image, you know, power I had left on that full spectrum was literally tracking, you know, watching you guys up there in the woods, and uh, and then it just died. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, if we look at this, if we didn't have any of the data that we already have, we didn't have the wild and kind of data, if we didn't have the Weinberry data, if we didn't have the, um, what's, what's the other place? There was another one, data. Which was it? The beach data. The yeah, data the beach data. The house. The, the, the house data. If we didn't have any of that data, Oh, wow. Look at that. It keeps playing. If we didn't have any of that data, I would be like, oh, well, you know, it's probably just a wild animal. We could hit, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a couple of them up there. You saw one, and then I obviously hit one over there on thermal. Uh, I can't explain that UAP. It's out. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe some kind of little, little animal that was crawling around up there. I don't know. I mean, you got me. But uh, seeing the other stuff and the one at, at the deep end, which is what got me, because that's what it looked like. It looked like that thing it we did, saw visibly. Uh, but the only the it main was visible. is that it, it was, visible. was visible to the naked eye where this wasn't. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of what we saw, which was weird. <laughs> but that's kind of what it looked like. It was just, you know, except it was visible. Uh, and this one was completely invisible. And what's really odd is you really think about it is I'm also running the, the uh, full spectrum at that time. It's not showing up on full spectrum. If there had been an animal, I would have thought we'd caught eye shine. We'd have caught something. We had headlights on. We had those, uh, those led lens are freaking lights on me and Maria. We were lighting the place up. You were also using it. You were also using it in uh, red hot mode at that time. I did use it in red hot mode. That's and right. so the hottest portion of that creature would have silhouetted red. Yeah. So you would have seen a red blob in there. So That's whatever this was was just just under. Just above the background temperature of the background. Temperature, right? Yeah. It's 
That's which right. is weird. <laughs> what is it? I said, it's a reptilian. Yeah, I know, right? It's yeah. it's kind of cold-blooded. It's a cold-blooded orb. We we found them. They're cold-blooded orbs, everybody. No, I'm kidding. That's it. They're not. They're not. But I don't know what it was. Uh, I just know that it was a weird night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's all I can pretty much say about it. Um, so, Brandon, you watched the video. What did... Um, what was your take? What do you? What are your takeaways from? Well, that last thing. Kind of weird how it just popped in and out. That's how people often describe seeing those lights in the morning. They'll disappear, reappear. Sometimes they'll get bigger and then shrink. And weird stuff like that. That's just what that reminds me. Except you just didn't see it. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know what we saw. Um, it's one of those things. It's just one of those things. We can sit around probably and think about it, and we could probably pick it apart, like I said, and, you know, and and completely skeptically analyze it and say it's nothing. But by the time we look at all this other data we got, if we look at that, we have to look at this a little differently, don't we? I mean, I think that's the big problem that we have. If we weren't blessed with the mountain of data over here that says, well, these is, this is weird, uh, we wouldn't even be looking at it, but we are looking at it. And we have had that other data analyzed by other people other than us. We've yeah, it's not just us. By literal experts in thermal technology. So they they were unable to put a finger on it either. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I just know that, you know, we're going to continue to get out there and collect more of this data, obviously, because there's something going on. And I don't know. Why are we doing it? I mean, I think that's the number one question. Why are we doing it? Because what are we going to, what do we hope to find? You know, um, I don't know that we're going to find anything. So, why are we wasting our time? That's what I want to know, Joe. Tell me now why we are wasting our time chasing these weird little lights out there in the forest, these Bigfoot-type sightings that aren't quite Bigfoot, that show up with these these lights shooting across the sky. Why in the world would anyone in their right mind go out there and put themselves through this? Well, for starters, a day out in the woods doing this, even hunting a mystery unknown a complete complete unknown is better than a day sitting on the couch watching tv i'd rather be out doing that than than nothing and kids screaming well even yeah even without the kid like well i'll take my kids out and go do this stuff i'm i'm totally fine with that and but um but you know it's it's one of these things where not many other people are doing this. Mm-hmm. I think Not you, many other people are paying attention. That's that's the answer I want you to they, get. They they're not they're dismissing a yes. lot of these stories. They're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And we've talked about this multiple times. How we are and all the data on the table, and the data doesn't care what your feelings are. The data doesn't care about your beliefs. The data is the data. What and, did what did Glenn say? Your belief uh, is irrelevant. Yeah. Your belief in this phenomena is irrelevant, <laughs> is, is what Glenn said. It's yeah. 100%, and it's 100% accurate. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it doesn't care. It doesn't stop this phenomena from existing. It doesn't stop it from being part of our world, even though we can't understand it. You know, we chase these physical Bigfoot reports, and we collect tracks, and we, we have had these tracks looked at by uh, – leading members of the field and um, had them scrutinized and picked apart and for lack of any other kind of word validated as uh, possible subject species that we're after, you know, the target species. And we also chase these phenomena that can't be quite as easily explained as a creature out in the woods. What's weird to me, though, Joe, is we've done this with multiple witnesses multiple times now on several locations. And, you know, groups of witnesses who are moderately uninvolved. Yeah. We'll add. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will add that because, you know, maybe they're curious, but they've, well, just like these here, they've never done anything like that. Yeah. You know, there's, we, we had folks with us that went out at wild and weird con that have a, they're enthusiastic about the subject, but when it comes to the actual boots in the ground out in the field work, they had never done it before in their lives. And they, they'd never been on that end of it. And when they were, they were, it blew open their, their brain hole. (laughs) They, they're now like, Oh my gosh, there's way more out here. This art that I'm making might not just be just art. There might be more to what I'm making with this whole phenomenon. Been just a wild legend, right? Yeah. And yeah, then, you know, we've had people who were part of the community when we were filming with Seth and uh, we we were doing a Bigfoot filming. And so this segment won't make it in because it was after everything was already done. Then we went UFO hunting together and we actually captured one, possibly two of these objects up there Same thing. at the Wanbury site that looked just like the videos that you've seen previously. And Seth and Eli were like, oh, yeah, that's not normal. That's different. And they experienced it from a different perspective. And we had people out with us this time at that one had, ne- you know, the, the daughter, Lynn's daughter had never gone out bigfooting with him, have never gone out on any kind of paranormal look loo nothing like that. And she got to experience and see something that she couldn't explain right along with us. And it opened up a whole different perspective of her world. And, her life. Well, I think that's what this thing does. If you go yeah. out there and you actually look at it, and you look at the data that you're you're ignoring sometimes if you don't ignore it and you look at it and you have to try to figure out where it fits in if you see where it fits in it starts telling a different story doesn't it well yeah and and that was that was a prime example with mike mike yeah. mike saw this mike knows what's up in the sky mike has watched satellites go over using a telescope mike has done viewings uh of you know these space bodies for years and never captured anything like this but when he's seeing it on thermal he's like yeah that's not that's not what is up there that's not what i know is up there mm-hmm. what i've watched doesn't move like this etc cetera, etc cetera. and it changed his perspective as well and when it really boils down to it i think that it's that we are sticking to our name and our our label that we self-proclaim ourselves as the paranormal ambassadors and yeah. we are spreading the wild and weird and taking people um, and showing them what's actually out there. Does that yes. make us uh, the high strangest apostle? No, that <laughs> doesn't. No, no, no. I'm going to start. Yeah. I'm going to start writing letters to other paranormal groups. <laughs> Dear Rome, here's why Bigfoot is real. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, Philippians. Anyway. Thessalonica. This is why. So um UFOs are flying over you. Basically, um, what we're saying is if we come to your town uh and we're doing something in your town, you might want to come out and hang out with us. Maybe. Because the after show party I hear gets kind of wild sometimes. That's what I'm saying. That is uh, that is definitely what it seems. Yeah, it um, does, doesn't it? Speaking of which, where are we going to be next, Joseph? Well, uh, like I said, for those of you guys listening, right when this episode drops, you're going to be able to catch us tomorrow at Woodbooger Jamboree in Racine, West Virginia. If you are wanting to catch us on the road next, after that, we're going to be at... The Withville UFO Festival. Yeah, yeah, we'll be at Withville again. <laughs> and where um, we will be uh, probably debuting a little bit of uh, some maybe new data at this yeah, point, possibly new, new data because we're speaking. We'll always be talking about some new ways to look at that data. And um, then 
the next event that we're booked for after that, we have a couple of library appearances and uh, possibly a 4-H engagement. But we oh, and, got... and I'll be doing this. Don't forget this. This is the July. That's right. That's right. That's over. It's here locally at the St. Albans. And I don't know if you guys know this or not. I went over there and checked the event page, but it's, I mean, it's going to fill up. It's only been announced for three days, and they're probably seventy five percent. Capacity at this point, so it's going to be standing room only. Um, be prepared for a very in-depth session. That's all I'm going to say about it. Should be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Then um, <clears throat> we were just recently announced uh, one of our our secret speaking engagements we've been keeping under wraps finally came out. Um, you're going to be able to find us August 4th and 5th at the Hawking Hills Bigfoot Festival. Mm-hmm. We're going to be we're going to be doing our uh, Bigfoot presentation with data review and showing off some of the track casts. And then we're just going to be hanging around at the festival, vending, doing our thing outside. So uh, come down, hang out with us. It's two days, Hawking Hills. It's, it's kind of a big street fair like uh, Mothman Festival is. And um, you, you, it's going to be crazy. Last year, there was like 20,000 people. <laughs> and this year, they're expecting uh, more. So we're excited to be up there. It's going to. You okay? No, you dropped out. You just said we were excited to be up there. It's going up. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what happened. <laughs> well, we uh, will we'll do that over a little bit. We're going to be we're going to be vending as well as speaking up there. It's going to be a blast. Uh, you guys come hang out with us and um, it's going to be a great time. So catch us up there August 4th and 5th. And uh, it's also going to be like an early birthday party for me. So come come hang out and bring cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There should be cake of some sort. Maybe a brownie. I don't know. It's hard to say. But um, yeah. So we're, we're going to be doing all those fun things here and, and a lot more, obviously. Oh, yeah. We're, um, we're uh, nailing down the <clears throat> workshop dates for the Bigfoot uh, workshop this summer as well. Um, I've been working with the state park on getting uh, a good set of dates that's going to work for us. And those will be announced here soon as well. Uh, We also have coming up, uh, I believe this would be at Woodbooger. I had heard today that Beth may try to make an appearance at Woodbooger. That's that's what I saw. If that happens, that will be a first for you guys to actually uh, get to speak with the witness primary witness of uh wineberry and one of our standout members of our team yeah so expect a small panel if she does show up is what i'm yep. saying um so you'll probably get a get a bit of that what else we got going on there at Woodbugger, joseph didn't you say there's going to be like a you can uh, like a town hall kind of a deal uh, yeah we're uh like we had a mini town hall last year and then yep. this year we decided we're going to go a full-fledged town hall meeting at noon um, so go grab yourself some, some hot dogs or something and swing on over to the shelter that we're going to be doing the uh, demonstrations and stuff at, and we're going to be taking people's reports and, um, doing a Q and a, and then, uh, around two thirty, two to three o'clock, somewhere in there, depending on how the day's moving. Um, we're going to be doing a data presentation where we show our track cast collection and we present some of the other data that we've collected and uh, then do another Q&A based off of that stuff. Yep, it's going to be a fun time. So hopefully everybody can make it out there and whatnot. And uh, I'd like to give a big, big shout out uh, to uh, Ron Murphy, because by the time you hear this, Ron will have been on and uh, we would have talked about some interesting things at this point, I'm sure. Ron will also be joining us at some point in the future on an actual episode. Once we can get it nailed down, uh, probably after his book comes out, something to that nature. Uh, We also have other guests that will be making their way onto the show here shortly. Uh, We're not going to talk about any of that right now, other than to tell you that we have a few. If you would like to be a guest on Wild and Weird Radio, please take the time to basically contact us. That's what it takes. Uh, All you have to do is just, you know, go there, wildandweird.wv.com, and and hit the contact button, 
and you can contact us there. It'll it'll mail us. There's a report yeah, well, tab there. There's all kinds of ways to do it. What's that, bud? The people are not investigators. They are just witnesses. witnesses. Well, there you go. So we've got witnesses that are coming on. We actually had a witness come on to live and tell their story a couple uh, last week, right? Last week. So, yeah, if you guys want to come on to these shows, all you got to do is get a hold of us. We'll make it happen. Uh, you know, the more people who share their stories, the, the better off we are. In my yeah, and, and you can also reach out to us at wildandweirdwv at gmail.com. If you just want to send it in, you want to avoid the forms and all that stuff, you can just send an email. We'll get you sorted and uh, get you over on the show. Um, if you if you want to continue to support Wild and Weird Radio and keep us free for eons and eons to come, remember, we still have our shop tab running, and you can jump over there, pick up some merch. We've got patches. We've got T-shirts. We've got all kinds of stuff you can order. Uh, we're going to be updating that list very soon with some more merchandise, so that way you guys will be able to order to your heart's content and get some stuff shipped out to you. And lastly, if you yourself have had a sighting of some kind of a strange light phenomena, or if you've seen Bigfoot or suspect that you've had some kind of alien contact, then you can head on over to wildandweirdwv.com and hit the report a sighting tab. It's going to ask you a few detailed questions about things that were going on. They're important questions that we need to know. And then one of us will be in touch with you. And if you're within our viewing area where, where we live, if you're in our immediate area, then we will come investigate ourselves if the report is fresh. If you're outside of our immediate area, then we know investigators that we trust who are in your area, most likely, and can get somebody with boots on the ground to come and do their due diligence on collecting data for your sighting. Yeah, I think it's important people know they're not alone in any of this, that it's normal to have sightings. It's normal to have these experiences. There's nothing wrong with it. The stigma has been lifted. It's taken decades and decades, but it has happened. And it's thanks to people like, uh, you know, yourself, who actually takes the time to hit that report button and, uh, you know, share your story, share your accounts. So for everybody who's listening on podcast, remember, run over, give us a five star rating and review on whatever pop platform you're listening to us on. If you're able mm -hmm. to do that, because I know a lot of them have pulled that option away. I think Apple. and one I, of them Yeah, too. iTunes still has it. We have some really amazing. Uh, we do. Just incredible uh, reviews and over there that were awesome. If you're if you're watching over on YouTube, remember hit that notification bell and subscribe so that way anytime new content gets dropped or if we're getting ready to go live, you're going to get a notification and it's going to tell you, hey, look, these guys just dropped new hot stuff. Go watch it and then go watch it and enjoy. Leave some comments below and we'll answer there as well. And do not forget every Thursday right here wild and weird radio live um it's it's a great show got turning out turning out to be something crazy isn't it it is it is the comment section is fantastic uh we're building a great little community here and, and it's it's just absolutely phenomenal i can't wait to get back with the live shows here in a few weeks it's going to be great I, i've been missing it and um i think i think it'll be real fun to get back in the mix with you guys and uh having new new guests in and, and some of our listeners even joining it's going to be really fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got our, our listeners who can come on now. And, you know, like I said, it, it's growing. Every week we get a little bit, you know, more and more people. Uh, I, my only thing that, that I feel bad about is about the time we get off, we start getting the West Coast. I guess the the sun's starting to go down on the West Coast. And they're yeah. like, hey, let's tune in. And then it's like, well, hey, we're off. But, uh, you well, know. Maybe, maybe what we can do one day in the future. <clears throat> I remember seeing your recommendation of doing like a 13 hour show, but <laughs> what no, we can that's, maybe that's do probably not going to happen. That's... Is, is once we all get the kids to bed, we can hop on for an extra special live some night over the summer where we drop in on the West coast during their primetime hours. And we just spend some time with our West coast fans. We could do that. If the West coasters are actually up for that. If you West coasters want to do that, let us know. And uh, the anniversary for Roswell. we'll make it happen. Oh, that'd be they in would. July. That's it's in July. July. Hey, we could do it then. Yeah. Midnight, we can celebrate Roswell. Yeah. If we if can, people, well, we always do a Roswell celebration of some sort. So yeah, it it track it makes sense. We it would with you guys, and uh, 
I can get my lot to bed. Brandon can get his lot to bed and we'll get down here with you. And, uh, we can, we can jump on this live and do a West coast special. Well, we'll do a West coast. We'll do a West coast special. We'll have, uh, we'll see if we can drag up some special guests. You may want to come on, uh, be awesome. If we had some witnesses out that way, maybe you've seen the Phoenix lights or something like that. That'd be cool. You know, a wild and weird West Yeah, West coast edition. I like it. Let's do it. Or if your great grandfather happened to witness Roswell. Yeah. Well, you know how that goes. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to do that, get a hold of us. Let us know if you're interested in us doing that. We'll make it happen. We'll come to your town virtually if we can't come to it exactly. physically. Let's put it that way. So. And if you want us to come to your town, just petition local uh, local event promoters. Tell them that you want those oh, yeah. crazy guys from West Virginia to come out and spend some time with you. Ron cool. got it back you see that yeah man tell them you want your wild and weird radio that's what you do that's, yeah tell them you want your wild and weird radio remember that you guys, <laughs> you guys remember that uh, yeah. that's right before well, guys, thanks reality. for joining us it's been a great show uh, we, we appreciate each and every one of you that join us week in and week out uh, and watch us or listen to us on your commute or in your cubicle and freak all your friends out um, you guys are absolutely amazing. And remember, the next time you're walking around out in the woods and you see something that might be a possum or might be a raccoon, don't try to touch it. Don't be me. What's up there? Possum? Don't know if that was a possum. Where it was. No, that's not a possum. Yeah, that's not a possum. God only knows what would have happened. I might not be here. <laughs> Stay wild and weird, everybody. It's true.